Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. You heard Mike Epley's calls from a couple of weeks ago against Columbia Central as the playoffs live here on WKOM 1017 FM. Summit Spartans, Henry County, going to be a lot of fun on Friday night. Black Friday, playing playing a little football. That's what you want to be doing if you're a high school athlete this time of year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, you can hear that on WKOM 1017 FM. JP Plant will be live with you at... Are you going live at 5 on Friday? We, we will have uh, content at 5 that will uh, be... Content at 5. Uh, that call. will be content uh, congruent... To the content later that evening. Yes. Gotcha. There will be a show Friday at 5. There will be a show Friday at 5. It we will, will be live at 6 for sure. All the way mm-hmm. until 11. And there are 12, 12, 12 teams left. 12 teams left in Division 1. No, Div- there's there's definitely more than 12. you got to have 4. That's 24. To there's get 24 to teams. There's so, 12 games. So, <laughs> there yes, are 12 games. 12 games. Yeah. That's that's what I was I was trying to figure out. I was like, wait a minute, and that's you sucked not right. me in. I did. That's yeah. my bad. Yeah, twenty four teams left, and we'll talk about just about all of them because that's what we got because to do. Why not? Yeah. That being said, Friday night, huge football games again. High school football. Sunday afternoon, huge football game in Indianapolis, probably. The biggest game of the year to this point because of not getting any help from the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night, but also on Thursday night, about two weeks ago, mm. the Tennessee Titans dropped a tough one to the Indianapolis Colts. So this one's a must win just about for the Titans. And to talk about that game and Sunday's heart stopping win up in Baltimore. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. Good morning and welcome in. Thanks for joining us, Mike. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Mike, um, you've done this for a long time. You are the only guy to sit in that seat, basically, um, as play-by-play announcer for the Tennessee Titans. In terms of comebacks, and I know this team has had a lot of them, where does Sunday's performance stack up? Well, it's a favorite because it was in Baltimore and it was against the Ravens. And you're in a situation where you've lost three of four. You're down 21 to 10. They have not lost a fourth quarter lead. And so you you understand what your challenge is 100%. 
you've got to find a way to come back against that defense. And almost miraculously, the Titans got the passing game going in the third and fourth quarter. It continued into overtime. And then to close it out with the Derrick Henry 29-yard run is an exciting cherry on top for uh, what was an important seventh win and, and I think an important confidence booster to this team to sort of get back to who they were a little bit as they try to play a lot better this Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts than they did 12 days ago when they played poorly. Mike, is it as simple as Taylor Lewan in terms of the consistency of this offense or lack no, thereof? No, I don't think so. I, I think it's, it's more about while protection is a key, I, I think it's been more about receivers winning and finding ways to, to get open and to make plays for the quarterback. Uh, you know, the interception the other day was really caused by a, a missed blitz pickup by a running back, not by the offensive line. Mm-hmm. If McNichols picks up Patrick Queen, I don't think that's probably a pick. Um, so, you know, I, I think overall for our the function of our offense, you obviously need every part. And Ryan Tannehill is certainly not perfect, but – I think when we saw the receivers start to win, when they defeated man-to-man coverage, when they made plays on the ball, when they made contested catches, that's when we started back up the hill after two and a half games of of simply not doing it. Yeah, you know, that's been kind of one of the struggles that the Titans have had this year is they have – they've started well and they finished well, but – Sometimes in the middle, things just kind of get lost. Uh, same thing Sunday. Score on the first drive, first time that the Ravens have allowed a any points on their on the opponent's first drive of the game. And from there, it just seemed like, I'm not sure ho-hum, but it just felt like there was something missing. Was there, you know, were there some adjustments made to, to get sure. to that point? Or yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the punch-counterpunch of the NFL. And it's funny, if you watch high school and college, they make adjustments. Mm -hmm. But in-game adjustments just aren't as big a factor with younger football players because there's only so much they can do. Mm -hmm. With veteran players, with grown men, there are a lot of adjustments that they can make. And we saw the Ravens adjust their defense – And then we saw the Titans make corrections and make their own adjustments to what the Ravens had sort of changed to, what they had done. And it was really impressive. It was really impressive what they were able to do and and how they were able to take it forward. And now we see if they can sort of keep doing that. But, You know, when you watch the first drive of any NFL game, whether it's your team's offense or defense, it is a lot of times not a precursor to what the game is going to look like because those situations have been totally schemed. You've planned that the whole week. Once you show your cards to the other team, then they go do something different. And – the, the Ravens were in a situation where, with us being limited, 
in terms of our personnel, they were able to make adjustments that were effective. And then we had to sort of come back and, and find an answer. Now, it took adjustments, but it also took a fight. Um, I would call that win on Sunday one of the more um, remarkable is not the right word, but one of the more unexpected based on where the Titans were injury-wise. And that's going to be a real story of this week is who gets back. Do they get Kenny Vaccaro back? Do they get Roger Saffold back? Do they, you know, do they get a Dory Jackson back? Because this football team is battered and bruised, and they need some people to, to be able to come back and help this week with the Colts. And and you say that, Mike, there's two guys that aren't going to get back. Um, Jayon Brown's got the dislocated elbow. He's done for the year, and um, – Ty Sambrello is is not going to be back. Is that correct? Well, we don't know. They haven't said for sure. Um, there are reports to that effect. But, you know, Mo, I think going into this week, you have to assume that. You know, I think that's what the, the assumption is going to be. And, and is our left tackle currently on our roster? Ooh. Do we do we start somebody on Sunday that is not on our roster at this moment? Can they do that with the COVID restrictions mm. and whatnot? Depends on they what could they're... if if someone is if someone came in and started the testing last night or at at some point yesterday. Yes, gotcha. That, now that there was... would not be a lot of practice. Um, and it may be that we have to go through a week where we play somebody else there. You know, the, the talk is obviously, do you move Dennis Kelly? And the the answer to that, I think, is no, because Dennis Kelly did not fare great at left tackle last year, and he's doing a good job at right tackle. So if you're, if you're comfortable with your right tackle, do you change two positions mm-hmm. and potentially mess up you know, some of your continuity, or do you just try to change one position and then maybe help whomever that is that's going to be the left tackle? And I I don't know which way they go. I don't have any idea. And part of this year, which has been so strange, is we're not privy to any of that because we're not in the building with football people. You know, I might... How about Aaron Brewer? He did a nice job. Wow. He did. Aaron Brewer, I think, is going to play for us um, in years to come. I don't know that he'll play a lot more this year. We'll see, you know, with the Saffold injury if he plays a lot more. But I, I think he's a ball player. And I, I think he's got a future for us as an interior offensive lineman because of his overall athleticism. I think we found one there. I think we found a football player who – um, is is just going to be able to develop into that type of player that helps us for maybe multiple years to come. Very excited about what he was able to do. I think a lot of people thought you found a guy at the top of the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Where does Isaiah Wilson figure into all this? Well, he was active on Sunday, didn't play, um, 
I think the the feeling with him at this point, I mean, he may be the left tackle Sunday. I don't know that, Mo. You know, that's that's something we're going to have to watch for this week. He, The feeling on him scouting-wise is he's a right tackle. Mm. He's a right tackle or he's a guard. You know, he was not projected as much more of a left tackle. And, and truthfully, I think most of us felt this would be a red shirt for him anyway. Mm. Based on the fact that he's very young, he had two more years at Georgia, and then uh, him going on the COVID list twice, him getting in trouble, him him just having some some very inconsistent work for a while has limited him. Now, what I can tell you is he's gotten consistent work over the last three weeks, and so he he's beginning. It feels like to sort of embrace the process and understand what he's got to do. If they have to play him now, they will be much more comfortable than they would have been three weeks ago. But my sense is that, and and we got, the, again, got this sense when they drafted him. They drafted him where they did because the feeling was, had he come back to Georgia they would have never gotten him at the 29th pick of the first round in the 2021 draft. He'd have been a top 15 pick. Hmm. It's because he is, he is physically so gifted. He's got to grow up (laughs) and he's got to learn a lot more of the NFL game. So I'm not as surprised by the fact that he hasn't been inserted. And again, the, the the easy talk right now is move Kelly to left and put him in at right. And it's not that simple because mm-hmm. I believe in what I know about this football team is they don't want to move Kelly to left unless they feel like they just have to. Yeah. And that may be the decision that they make this week, but I don't think that's what they're going to want to do if they feel like they have a choice. It makes sense. I feel – I'm like you. I mean, if if you're gonna have a guy who didn't play great at left tackle, play great, at, you know, try to play at that position. It doesn't make a lot of sense when you can have a guy who's gonna play at the same level as Kelly at on the left side, but you still have Kelly on the right side playing well. Why weaken yourself at two spots? Right. That, right. That's it. That, I mean, it doesn't it. make sense. Why? Why change the dynamic at that spot? If you're already potentially going to have to help the left tackle, which you may, then why would you want to put Kelly there and have to help him and then have somebody on the right side that you're not as sure about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, facing a defensive line that features DeForest Buckner is a challenge under optimal circumstances. These definitely are not those. But as we continue our talk about the Titans offensive line with the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, um, Mike, there's been a lot of conjecture regarding the play after Ben Jones went out at center. <laughs> Jamil Douglas comes in, guard Jamil, uh, Jamil Douglas comes in at center. They run wildcat with Derrick Henry. He snaps it over Derrick's head. You know... <sighs> I don't, I don't know how much you want to get into second-guessing the coaching staff, but what are your thoughts regarding that play call under those circumstances? I watched all the practices last week. Jamil took every rep at center last week. So he had practiced all week. 
I don't know why in the world that they would not think he couldn't execute that snap, having seen him do it for four days. Ben Jones didn't practice a lick. Well, that makes sense then. That that right, so, that changes the I, I dynamic mean, had, of that of that conversation. Had you brought in a guy that had not practiced, if if Ben had taken all the reps, and then you asked Jameel Douglas to do it, yeah, I get it. But because the because the guy had, I mean, maybe it would have been easier to snap it just to Tannehill and just, but I. Jameel Douglas has played in this league. He's played center for us. Again, took took every rep last week as our starting center, even though we felt like Ben Jones would play. One of the reasons that they did not play Jameel at left guard and they played Aaron Brewer is they wanted Jameel to be ready to play center in case he had to. So, you know, we're talking about the, the two spots thing. It was the same. It was the same theory. If we can get good performance out of Brewer, let's leave him there all week, mm-hmm. and I think that worked, and then let's have Jameel come in and, and play center. It was just a bad snap, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't – I mean, I get debating the play call, but I think had you seen practice all week, you wouldn't have thought anything about it. Hmm. I didn't. <laughs> so there you go. Um... Well, I mean, it's just – Context and discussion can be two two very different things, and I listen. I understand, you know, I, and I, I probably would have asked the question myself had I not had the benefit of of seeing all of those reps that he took. Which I, I'm I get to stay at practice after everyone else has to leave because I'm a team employee. So I you. I just happen to know that, and that that. That gives it a little different context for me. That's look, all. Look at you. And Aren't that, you special? And that's well, why, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's why we get uh, the the experts to come on the show and tell us what, what how dumb we are for thinking what we think. Uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, real quick stat from uh, from one of our station employees, Mike. Since two thousand, teams that play each other within three weeks. The team that won first is seven and sixteen in the second game. That must bode well for our our Titans, huh? I like that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> you. You're very hey, welcome. And hey. I'm going to act like hey. I came up with it. <laughs> and demand, and I'm going to demand some sort of Maurice Patton type award for coming up with it. So I, I appreciate it and. As you listen, you will know I will be swiping it without uh, without uh, credit there. And that's okay. Like I used to do on my English term papers. We I, will know, though. And hey, that's all that matters, though. Do, we you will guys know. will know. That's do, right. Do me you a favor. You will know that I'm a thief. Trust but verify. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Without verification. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Voice of the Titans. That's Mike. a great stat. I, I hope it turns out to be true. Uh, I, I sure do think we'll play better. I mean, we stunk it up against them 12 mm. days ago, and that was not the type of performance we're used to giving. Listen, you can play great against these guys and still lose. The effort we gave on Sunday was us. Right. That was who we are. And when you play other NFL teams, they're still going to make plays. They're going to get the lead. You know, just because you go out and, and, and give a great effort, doesn't mean they're not going to score. Uh, doesn't mean Lamar Jackson's not going to be spectacular. I mean that 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 happens. But 
how we played against Indianapolis, we did not give ourselves a chance to win that game. Not at all. And I think if we go out this week and play with the same sort of effort in terms of execution against Indianapolis, I think we've got a real shot. doesn't guarantee anything. But that, listen, that's all you can ask for. Give Just don't go out and give away 17 points in the kicking game <sighs> and go home pun intended, kicking yourself because you you blew it. And that's how the Titans felt after the Indianapolis game. Right. Very few times in the NFL are there any guarantees, Mike. So Right. That that's and that's the beauty of the game. That's the beauty of the league. That's why it's the uh that's why it's the greatest professional league in the world. Mike Keith Well it's so hard. I mean it's just it's so hard because you go through a season and like we're seven and three. And there's some moments where you go, nobody can beat our team. We're mm-hmm. the best. And then you go through moments where you say, we can't beat anybody. What's happened to us? And then <laughs> Sometimes you, in the same game. That's what I was going to say. Well, that's it. <laughs> in the same three hours. I mean, it, is, it is so difficult to win a game against anybody in the NFL. Because when you saw us play the Bengals that mm-hmm. day, you would have been convinced the Bengals were the better team, just period. And it's because at the moment they caught us, it was a horrendous matchup for us. I was worried about that game all week because of what they were doing on offense and where our injuries were and how we were playing and how we were executing. It was a bad matchup. Now, if we had played them two weeks later, we might have beaten them by three touchdowns. You know, that that's – that's the way the NFL is. And it's like, is that a disastrous loss? No, it's just a loss. You know, that's you, you're going to have some like that at some point, unless in this case, right now, the Pittsburgh, unless you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we'll see how they fare this weekend as well. They got a tough one too. It's going to be a, a really good week in the NFL. This is, this is going to be a very telltale week in the national football league. And we are going to talk more about it uh, throughout the rest of the week it is thanksgiving so we get some unique games on on thursday and then sunday of course so really excited about it mike thanks so much for taking some time today and joining us here on southern middle tennessee sports today we appreciate you my pleasure thanks for having me on thanks mike all right and when we come back we're going to talk about the atlanta braves made a move this morning uh according to sources throughout Major League Baseball. I don't think the Braves. No, have, have according the Braves to the Atlanta it. Braves, have they announced it? <laughs> yeah. Who's your source? Literally us, the Braves. <laughs> I did, I hadn't seen the Braves uh, yeah. tweeted, but I did see several. I, I saw the Braves release on Braves letterhead. So unless somebody's got some, hey, it's it's digital world out there. <laughs> Everybody's got a, the Braves letterhead at this point. All right, we'll come back and talk about that. We'll tell you who the Braves have signed to a one-year deal on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 